everything doesn't matter equally in the world of achievement, prioritize your to-dos. Nowadays, to-do lists are believed to be the driver of productivity. We see efficient people as those who are able to finish their to-do list before the end of the day and leave a clean desk. The truth is, if we attach too much importance to to-do lists, they set our priorities the same way an inbox can dictate our day. Most inboxes overflow with unimportant emails masquerading as priorities. Everything appears to be important. However, there is no equality in the world of achievement. Everything is not equal, and a to-do list doesn't differentiate the important from the unimportant. A to-do list is simply the things you think you need to do. The first thing on your list is just the first thing you thought of. If we don't take time to filter the important from the unimportant, everything feels urgent and important. When everything feels urgent and important, everything seems equal. We become active and busy, but this doesn't actually move us any closer to success. Activity is often unrelated to productivity, and busyness rarely takes care of business. So, how do you decide on what's important and what's not? How do you prioritize your to-do list? How do you pinpoint the most important task out of the important ones? To answer this, the author uses the 80-20th principle. Pareto's principle, popularly called the 80-20th principle was postulated by Italian economist, Vilfredo Pareto, who wrote a model for wealth and income distribution in 19th century Italy. In the model, Pareto showed that 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the people. In essence, the 80-20th principle states that the minority of your effort leads to the majority of your results. 80% of your results, or outputs, are always delivered by 20% of your work or inputs. The tasks on your to-do list are not equally important, just a small number of them will make the greatest contribution to your success. Prioritize your tasks to focus on the ones that will achieve the greatest proportion of your results. Then take a look at the important ones and fish out the most important one. No matter how many to-dose you start with, you can always narrow it to one. You can actually take 20% of the 100% and continue until you get to the single most important thing. The inequality of effort for results is everywhere in your life if you simply look for it. And if you apply this principle, it will unlock the success you seek in anything that matters to you. There will always be just a few things that matter more than the rest, and out of those, one will matter most. The ultimate success habit, asking the focusing question. Life, in the real sense, is a question, and the success we have in life is directly determined by asking the right questions. Talking of success, Mark Twain once said, the secret of getting ahead is getting started. The secret of getting started is breaking your complex overwhelming tasks into small manageable tasks and starting on the first one. But the issue is knowing where you want to go, and knowing what the first task should be to get there can be difficult. The author has simplified this by coming up with one focusing question that can be used over and over again at any point in the day and for any part of our life. The question is, what's the one thing I can do, such that by doing it everything else will become easier or unnecessary? This question is simple, yet profound. It shows you how big your life can be and just how small you must go to get there. The author suggests asking this question on two different levels, the macro and the micro. On a macro level, the focusing question can help you to see the big picture and identify the one thing you want to achieve in your life, your overall goal. 
For instance, if your goal is to travel around the world, visit some beautiful places before your 30th birthday and that day is fast approaching, then the answer is to this question on a macro level would most likely be to contact a tour agency or conduct a research on the exact places you'd like to visit, this would make your tour much easier. And on the macro level, the focusing question gives you a small focus to prioritize your immediate options and select the most effective task to start with. That is, that would probably mean to create an itinerary. On the macro level, this question is about finding the right direction in life, and on the macro, it's about choosing the right action. Asking yourself the focusing question incessantly will not only keep you aimed at your goal but will give you actionable steps that build on each other, creating progress and momentum. Keep asking it, and at the end of the day, you'll discover you've achieved what you set out to achieve. By asking the focusing question, you will be able to prioritize, create actionable tasks and achieve your goals. Multitasking is a lie. Identify one thing that is most important and give it your undivided attention. So, if doing the most important thing is the most important thing, why would you try to do anything else at the same time? While it is generally accepted nowadays that multitasking is an effective thing to do, multiple studies have proven it's horribly inefficient. Multitasking is a lie. It's simply not possible for you to do more than one thing at the same time and do them well. We tend to think that there are too many things we need to get done and not enough time to do them, so we try to do two or three things at once in hopes that we get everything done. The problem is when you try to do two things at once, you either can't or won't do either well. Multitaskers are just lousy at everything. We can actually do two things at once, such as walking and talking. What we can't do is effectively focus on more than one task at once. When we do two things at once, one is happening in the foreground and the other in the background. When we try to do two complex tasks at once we are actually juggling these tasks, going back and forth between them, which makes both take longer. The relative complexity of those tasks makes it impossible to easily jump back and forth. It always takes some time to start a new task and restart the one you quit, and there's no guarantee that you'll ever pick up exactly where you left off. Studies have proved that we lose 28% of an average workday to the time it takes to task switch. Not only do things take longer while multitasking, but the quality is also affected. Take on two things and your attention gets divided. Take on a third and something gets dropped. Every time we try to do two or more things at once, we're simply dividing up our focus and dumbing down all of the outcomes in the process. So clearly the idea that being a multitasker is a good thing is a lie. Figure out what matters most at the moment and give it your full attention. A disciplined life stems from sequential habit forming. Many people believe that all successful people are disciplined people who lead a disciplined life. This is really far from the truth. In fact, we don't need any more discipline than we already have. We just need to direct and manage it a little better. Contrary to what most people believe, success is not a marathon of disciplined action. Success is actually a short race, a sprint fueled by discipline just long enough for habit to kick in and take over. Whenever we talk about success, the words discipline and habit ultimately intersect. Though these two words have different meanings, they powerfully connect to form the foundation for achievement, regularly working at something until it regularly works for you. When you discipline yourself, you're essentially training yourself to act in a specific way. Stay with this long enough and it becomes routine, in other words, a habit. Simply put, when you see people that seem like they're super disciplined, what you're really observing is people who conditioned a handful of habits into their lives. 
Michael Phelps, the renowned Olympic swimmer, is a case study of the selected discipline. Michael is now a world record holder who is admired for his focus and disciple, but when he was a child, he was diagnosed with ADHD, attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. His teachers, family, and friends believed he would never be able to focus on anything. So, how did the boy who people thought would never be able to focus on anything turn things around and made a name for himself? He channeled all of the disciplines he could muster into forming one habit, swimming every day. For almost a decade, from the age of 14 through to the 2008 Beijing Olympics, he trained seven days a week, 365 days a year. You don't need to be a disciplined person to be successful. In fact, you can become successful with less discipline than you think, for one simple reason, success is about doing the right thing, not about doing everything right. The trick to success is to choose the right habit and bring just enough discipline to establish it. That's it. That's all the discipline you need. As this habit becomes part of your life, you'll start looking like a disciplined person, but you won't be one. What you will be is someone who has something regularly working for you because you regularly worked on it. You'll be a person who used selected discipline to build a powerful habit. Your willpower is very important, but it's limited, ensure you use it effectively. You've probably heard or used the old English adage, where there's a will, there's a way, once or twice before. While this adage is a powerful one, it has misled as many as it's helped. The idea that we can will ourselves to do anything is a pretty great idea, and actually holds true sometimes. But willpower is a timing issue. Truly, when you have your will, you get your way. The problem is we do not have an unlimited supply of willpower. Studies have proven that willpower is a mental muscle that doesn't bounce back quickly. If you employ it for one task, there will be less power available for the next. For instance, our willpower is depleted when we make decisions to focus our attention, suppress our feelings and impulses, or modify our behavior in pursuit of goals. So since our supply of willpower is limited how do we make sure we use it for the most important things we need to do? If you want to get the most out of your day, do your most important work, your one thing, early before your willpower is drawn down. Plan your day so that you can avoid making key decisions or judgments when you're running low on willpower. Focusing your efforts on the most important tasks means learning to say no to unimportant ones. Your time, as well as everyone else's time on earth, is a limited resource. We all have the same 24 hours, but other people will always try to use yours instead of their own. So it is crucial that you realize that for everything you say yes to, you are saying no to something else you could be doing. The key to productivity is to learn how to say no to anyone or anything that is not directly related to your one thing. No one knew how to go small better than Steve Jobs. He was famously as proud of the products he didn't pursue as he was of the transformative products Apple created. At the 1997 WWDC Worldwide Developers Conference, Steve said that you'd think focus means saying yes, but it actually means to say no. When he returned to Apple he cut the product lineup from 350 to 10. That's 340 no's, not counting anything else proposed during that period. And that must have upset a lot of people. But look at what the few Apple products we know today have become, and you'll see he was right. There is nothing wrong with simply saying no, but as humans, most of us have a hard time or feel guilty doing it. If you're afraid of hurting people's feelings, say no, but try to give them an alternative solution that doesn't require your assistance, or redirects them to someone who can be more helpful. 
The art of saying yes is, by default, the art of saying no saying yes to everyone is the same as saying yes to nothing. Each additional obligation chips away at your effectiveness at everything you try. So the more things you do, the less successful you are at any one of them. You can't please everyone, so don't try. In fact, when you try, the one person you absolutely won't please is yourself. Saying no to trivial tasks is vital if you are to focus your efforts on the most important ones. Your purpose sets your priority and your priority determines the productivity your actions produce. There is a natural rhythm to our lives that becomes a simple formula for implementing the one thing and achieving extraordinary results, and bound together, these three are forever connected and continually confirming each other's existence in our lives. Their link leads to the two areas where you'll apply the one thing, one big and one small. Your big one thing is your purpose and your small one thing is the priority you take action on to achieve it. The most productive people start with purpose and use it as a compass. They allow purpose to be the guiding force in determining the priority that drives their actions. This is the straightest path to extraordinary results. The purpose is the straightest path to power and the ultimate source of personal strength, the strength of conviction and strength to persevere. The prescription for extraordinary results is knowing what matters to you and taking daily doses of actions in alignment with it. In life, we all go through hard times, life gets tough at times and there's no way around that. In times like this, your purpose is what will keep you going. Knowing why you're doing something provides the inspiration and motivation to give the extra perspiration needed to persevere when things go south. Purpose provides the ultimate glue that can help you stick to the path you've set. When what you do is aligned with your purpose, your life just feels in rhythm, and the path you beat with your feet seems to match the sound in your head and heart. Live with purpose and your life will be happy and fulfilled one, you'll enjoy whatever it is you find your hands doing. When you ask yourself, what's the one thing I can do in my life that would mean the most to me and the world, such that by doing it everything else would be easier or unnecessary. You're using the power of the one thing to bring purpose to your life. Work when you're supposed to be working, and play when you're supposed to be playing, never sacrifice your personal life for your work. We humans always try our possible best to live a balanced life, striving to divide our time equally between everything we care about, but we do this without actually questioning our motives behind this quest for balance. We never once stop to ask ourselves what it is we're trying to achieve. The truth is, a balanced life is a lie. A balanced life is a myth, a misleading concept most of us accept as a worthy and attainable goal without ever stopping to truly consider it. The idea of balance is grand, but not a very practical one, idealistic, but not realistic. Balance doesn't exist. If you try to do everything, you will end up shortchanging everything you do, in both your personal and your professional life. Author of The Twelve Rules for Life, James Patterson artfully highlighted this dilemma in one of his novels. Imagine life as a game in which you are juggling five balls. The balls are called work, family, health, friends, and integrity and you're keeping all of them in the air. But one day you finally come to understand that work is a rubber ball. If you drop it, it will bounce back. The other four balls, family, health, friends, integrity, are made of glass. If you drop one of these, it will be irrevocably scuffed, nicked, perhaps even shattered. In essence, don't ever sacrifice priorities in your personal life no matter how high the pressure you're facing at work is. The damage done may be irreparable. 
Luckily enough, there is a way we can counterbalance our professional and personal lives, you can have a decent personal life and also succeed professionally. The key is to prioritize your work time ruthlessly to fully concentrate on professional goals. Neglecting any area of your personal life can be perilous, but in your work life, you have your top priority and everything else is negotiable. You can always make another phone call, send another pitch, or catch up on yesterday's work tomorrow. But you can never undo a missed dance recital, a forgotten date or chronic back pain. Lesser priorities will often have to be minimized, be made to wait, or be managed by someone else until you achieve what really matters. As long as you are working on your one thing, your goal, you're ensuring that when you're working, you're doing what's most important. That more than compensates for having to go home early, getting enough sleep and taking extra time to buy flowers on the way home. All in all, focus on your most important work and give it the concentration that is required to achieve great results but never let your personal life surfer in the process. After all, what good is it to achieve your one thing when there's no one left with whom you can share your success story? Conclusion The key to living a fulfilled life is focusing on one thing, and not many things. At all cost, avoid pitfalls that can prevent you from achieving success when working toward your one thing. Living a disciplined and productive life is not just about being busy, rather it's about neglecting the trivial, unimportant things and focusing on what really matters. Ruthlessly cut through the clutter and do your best work where it really counts. When trying to figure out your long and short-term priorities and goals, asking the focusing question will make things clear, learn to say no to unimportant things and focus on what's important, your one thing. Avoid multitasking, it's horribly inefficient. Identify one thing and give it your undivided attention. Never sacrifice your personal life for work, the consequence might be too costly.